Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up gut health and mental health, but they're completely interconnected. So 90% of your serotonin is actually made by your gut. So if you have poor gut health, it will be impossible for you to feel joy. So really focus on having a healthy gut, eating a really biodiverse um, diet, eat from healthy organic soil, eat root vegetables from a local farmer if you can. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. A very warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. I am so excited to be saying to you, Happy New Year, Happy 2022, the first episode of our new year. So let's all collectively just take a moment, just take a breath. Let's just take a nice deep breath in through our nose and then a long deep breath out through the nose and just ground our feet onto the floor. And let's just take a moment before I chat anymore, just to set a really lovely intention for 2022 together. So just take a moment, maybe choose a word or a sentence and just say that in your mind. I'll just pause for you to do that for a moment. Wonderful. So we've all just set that intention together We've all put that energy out there to the universe together. And I am sending you all my love to hope you have the most amazing 2022. So this week's episode is all about feeling good this year. And we are talking to the lovely Carrie Drinkwine. She is an amazing regenerative health coach, and she is going to be sharing lots of top tips and advice on how we can be strong, healthy, in shape, feeling good in our mind and body through really simple tips and techniques. And that's what I love most about what Carrie shares. They are so simple, but they are so, so effective as well. So I know you're going to absolutely love this episode. And if you're listening to this and thinking, okay, 2022, yes, it's going to be my year. Maybe you feel called to become a certified face yoga teacher. So our teacher training certification allows you to teach groups and individuals face yoga. Now you can do all of your training in your own time at home. You will, once you get signed up for the course, you will be emailed your training manual, which includes videos. You can take as long as you like to study. I would say always take a minimum of 12 hours to do your study. Sometimes people find that it takes them 20 hours or 25 hours, and you can do this in as quick as a week. You can do it over a course of a whole year. It's entirely up to you. There's no time restraints on it whatsoever. When you've done your study, you do a 
written assignment. You answer those questions. It takes you about 45 minutes and you email it through to your trainer. So you can either pick one of our fantastic super trainers or you can do it with myself as your trainer. Then you do a Zoom call with either myself or one of our trainers where you do a 10 minute practical class. So you teach face yoga to your trainer and you also get a really lovely chance to answer questions. Then you are sent your certificate. You're added to our website as a certified teacher of the Danielle Collins face yoga method. And then you are qualified to go forward and teach other people. You can teach them in person, in groups or one-to-one. You can do it online. It's entirely up to you. And particularly the way things are going at the moment with things changing yet again with COVID. I know that many of you will love to gain a new skill at home, but also be able to teach clients from home as well. Many, many of our teachers at the start of the pandemic decided to start teaching face yoga via Zoom, via Skype, via FaceTime, one-to-one and groups, doing workshops, doing regular classes, doing one-to-one consultations. So it's a really lovely way to offer a way to help people look and feel the best version of themselves from home. So you may already be in the holistic space, in the beauty space, in the yoga space, and you want to add to your skill set. Or you may be thinking, okay, I'm just going to change things up a little bit. I want a different change of direction, career, business, then face yoga is definitely for you. What a lot of people did from 2020, particularly as the pandemic started, was if they were already a yoga teacher and a beauty therapist and they couldn't see people and be hands-on like they usually are, they actually converted their clients to doing face yoga sessions with them online, which was so fantastic to see. So if you want more information about becoming a certified face yoga teacher of the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method, you can go to faceyogaexpert.com slash teacher training. And we also have our Gua Sha certification on there as well. So without further ado, let's go into this week's very inspiring episode with the lovely Carrie. Carrie, a warm welcome to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And I know we've had a little chat before we started recording, but I'm so intrigued to learn a little bit more about your story. We chatted about you being a mama to five beautiful children and a little bit about your journey with chronic illness. But I'd love you to share with my listeners where your interest in wellness actually started, because I know you went through quite a journey to get to where you are now. Yes, I did. Well, I've always been pretty fascinated in health and my journey into wellness really started as a young girl. So I was a pretty sick kid. I was born with a reflex valve issue where the urine was actually going to my kidneys instead of out. And so my parents just thought I was a really colicky child. Um, So it took many years for them to figure this out. But my life started with lots of antibiotics because I was getting kidney infections because of that issue. So I started with tons and tons of antibiotics. When I was about three years old, they figured it out. And I had a corrective surgery to fix the reflex valve issue, but something went wrong and my abdomen actually filled with urine. And so I was under a large load of chemical pharmaceuticals in order to fix the issue, which resulted into asthmatic lifestyle as a young girl. I had lots of asthma, which I now know the lungs are the connection to the lymph system and in the adrenal glands. And so I grew up just 
always feeling and looking different than other girls. And I was a dancer and I was a gymnast. And so I had a really round distended belly. I noticed that my toenails were yellow when I was a young girl. And this is a sign of systemic candida overgrowth and, and fungal issues. And I just never could figure out why I was different. So I was very interested all the time in health. And that's really what started that little spark. So when I graduated high school and I went to college, I decided I was going to become a dietitian. And I was going to learn everything I could about health and wellness. And I did appreciate so much of my journey in um, my undergrad for dietitian and dietetics and nutrition science. But I quickly learned that it was not what I thought. It was very westernized in, in the American model of what we're told is healthy living. And so I decided to take a spin on that and go into holistic nutrition. And I received my master's in holistic nutrition, which was amazing and helpful. But even with all of that knowledge, I was diagnosed with lupus and Hashimoto and adrenal fatigue. And they also said fibromyalgia, which is the name for unexplained chronic pain. And when I was 30, I had had five miscarriages. So my my husband and I had been trying to have a baby and we just kept losing them over and over. And it was my first indicator that something was really wrong with my health. There's other things like inflammation and, and fatigue and weight gain. And, you know, I was a yoga teacher. I was doing all the things. I thought I was like really focused and rooted in wellness and doing everything I was taught. So it really came as a big shock to me that I had all this knowledge, yet I was still chronically ill, really. And so I was diagnosed with unexplained infertility. And it was at that moment that I decided that this was not going to be the trajectory of my life. And there was no way I was accepting this diagnosis at 30 years old. I still remember that moment where my blood work came back and she said, oh, well, you have, you have lupus and Hashimoto. So I had elevated antibodies and it was a very cold delivery. And I remember saying like, how does this happen? And she looked at me and said, well, we don't know, but it just does. And, you know, you'll be on these drugs for the rest of your life. And that's, that's just how it is. And I just didn't feel right in the core of my being. I knew there was another way. I just didn't know what that way was. And that's what really triggered my journey to who I am and what I do now. Wow, that's quite a story. And as you started to get healthier and stronger, where did your passion then grow to help other people in this similar way? Because like you say, you were already in that industry to an extent, you were teaching yoga, but I know what you do now is same in some ways, but also very, very different as well. Yeah. So, you know, I sought out on this journey and I saw, I, I worked with endocrinologists and rheumatologists and hormone therapists and women specialists and naturopathic practitioners. And I really wasn't getting very far. I was getting a little deviation, but not a lot. And it was actually this moment I had a massage scheduled and I almost canceled it because I was in what we call lupus flare. I, something in my spirit said, like, you have to, you have to go. And so I went in this beautiful massage therapist. Um, her name is Carrie Tidwell, still a dear friend of mine today. I was sharing with her about my healing journey and she was like, oh, I, I know what it is. Like your kidneys aren't filtering. You know, this is, we're just going to move lymph to the kidneys. And 
And I kind of looked at her like, who are you? And how do you have this information? And she was a regenerative detoxification specialist. And so at that point I was in between desperate and skeptical. And I was just like, well, tell me what to do. So she said, I really think I can help you. And I just was the humble student and said, just tell me what to do and I'll do everything you tell me to do. Cause I was at my end of my road physically and financially. You know, we'd spent every dollar we had trying to get well and it worked like all of it worked and, and really in pretty quick timing. And it was the, and it was so frustrating in a way and beautiful. Like it was both frustrating and beautiful because it was, it was simple. It was, it wasn't easy to do, you know, it took dedication, it took commitment, it took lifestyle changing, it took all that stuff, but it was simple. And it was at that moment that I, I decided that everyone needs to know that suffering is optional and that we don't have to be victim to these conditions or ailments. And so I went to school at the International School of Regenerative Detoxification and continued my studies with Dr. Robert Morris and became a detox specialist. I then went on and studied the works of iridology. So um, in my clinic now, we take pictures of the iris and it, it's a map to the gland and organ system. And it shows you, you know, the health of your entire organ system, your lymph system, what codes are coming through that are genetic and what things are in an acute state. Uh, and then I continued on and on with my studies. So I've studied with Dr. Zach Bush with the gut microbiome, done a lot of soil health research and about regenerative agriculture, facial recognition and how your face actually reflects the health of your organs. So I just got super curious and very passionate about it. And then it was, it was really that fuel that I went through so much suffering and so many people do. I mean, Sadly, in America, you know, one in two people have some sort of a chronic illness. So it's it's pretty big. And I just decided that, okay, this is this is what what I need to be doing and where I need to be doing it. And so I opened a holistic clinic and we are thriving. And now that has continued to expand. So I was a one person show. Now we have four practitioners in our local clinic. We have about 250 coaches across the nation that work online as regenerative health coaches. And I've been at my ceiling in the clinic for a long time. So now I just opened the Institute of Regenerative Health. And our school is in the process of licensing right now. And we are live January 15th, where I am certifying regenerative health practitioners. So people can do this work and share this work with the world because I'm one person and I can't do it all. Absolutely. What a wonderful, wonderful story. And there's so much in there that I want to pull out and ask questions about. But something which really stood out is when you said when you went to that lady who gave you the massage and says, look, I can help you. And you said the steps she gave you were actually quite simple. I'd love for you to share with us a few of those steps that she, of course, gave you then, which helped your healing. And I'm sure is much of what you pass on to other people now. Yeah, it was really about understanding the lymphatic system. So I'll give a little bit of education and then follow that with some tips. But your body is around 100 trillion cells and two fluids. So you have a blood system and you have a lymphatic system. And in the allopathic world, we pay a lot of attention to the blood system. But the blood system is actually only 20% of your body's fluid. And it pumps and it feeds all of your glands and your organs. So I like to think of the blood as the kitchen. 
And then the lymphatic system is your body's bathroom. It's everything that you eat, drink, breathe, and put on your skin goes into the lymphatic system. And that system is your sewer system. It's the bathroom of the body. And that system needs to eliminate its waste to the kidneys. And the kidneys need to be properly filtering out that waste through the urine. So one of the most simple ways I was able to recognize if my kidneys were filtering or not was by simply doing a urine test in the morning. Just pee into a jar, a clear jar. And if it was clear, if your urine is crystal clear, you're actually not filtering. And if it's cloudy with flakes or sediment, you are filtering. And so it's really great. And I, you know, it's something I never heard of. I've heard clear urine is good and means you're hydrated and all that. So it's not really about the color, like the color clear, the light translucent color is great. That is hydration, but it can be that light color and still have consistency, sediment or cloudiness to it. And that means what's in is coming out. And so that was my first indicator. I had crystal clear urine, not one flake, not one strand, nothing in it that my limp, my bathroom, your toilet, you can't flush it. It doesn't have anywhere to go. So what happens is waste begins to accumulate in the body. And that accumulation of waste from digestive waste, cellular waste, what you eat, what you drink, what you're breathing starts to build in the body and create lots of inflammation. And when we have excess waste in the lymphatic system, it actually requires parasitic activity in order to break it down. So we get an overgrowth of pathogenic bacteria, we have an overgrowth of parasites, and then soon before you know it, we have elevated antibodies. And so it's really quite a simple system, um, but I focused on living foods. I mean, really, that was it. And if, it, if it was alive, if it came from a tree, that's what I ate. Fruits are your cleaners. Veggies are your builders. And I was in clean mode. So I actually really focused on fruit healing, which was very difficult for my mind state because I was told fruit was sugar and don't eat fruit. And, you know, we get all these things around like diet culture. And it really was triggering for me to try to unlearn. The art of unlearning was the biggest part of my healing. So I had to take six years of education and throw it all in the garbage and unlearn and be a humble student and say, okay, well, that didn't work for me. So be open to this. And as soon as I did, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. So I would say to summarize, I've, I ate high fruits, berries, and melon diet. And I really focused on cleaning my cellular system with citrus and watermelon and red grapes and juice fasting and, it, and herbs, herbalism, a lot of herbs to open up my kidneys and my lymphatic system um, and detoxing the bowels from glyphosate, which is a neurotoxic and carcinogenic chemical that's widely sprayed in the United States on all of our food. So those were some of the, the tips that I did in the acute state, which the reason I want to say acute state is because there's a period of time to press in for detoxification. And then there's balance that comes afterwards and nourishment and rebuild and repair. So that was a little bit of my process. I love that. And I think that's so important that you say that there comes a point with many of us where we have to do that detoxification, particularly if we've gone through a chronic illness, like you say, but then the balance comes after that, because we all know we can't survive just on berries and melons forever. We need to bring those things in, but you were really clearing everything out, which was such an important part of your healing. And your episode's actually going to be airing first week of January. And I'm sure it's very much the same 
same in the US as it is here in the UK. There suddenly seems to be a whole group of many, many people who are very keen to suddenly get healthy and get in shape. I was actually saying to my husband last night, I actually really love January because I feel like so much more of the country is living the way that I usually live because I don't drink alcohol and everyone's on their January detox and I do yoga every day and everyone's gone back to their yoga classes. So for me, I really love the whole vibe of January, but I know a lot of people are sort of going into Christmas now with the thoughts, okay, so January, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be the best version of me. And what I'd love for you to do, because I know that you give tips that are really balanced, really realistic, but really, really work as well, is perhaps share, maybe if you've got five tips for helping people on that path, because what we want is to make changes for life. We don't want it to just be the first few weeks of January. So I'd love you to share a little bit about any advice you could give all of us, whether we're looking for dramatic change or just little tweaks. Yeah, I love this question because I always have the saying, some is better than none. And I think so many people have this all or none mentality and when they mess up, they just throw it in the garbage and that's that. And so small changes, you know, like the power of atomic habits, it talks about, you know, the smallest changes in a year equals like an extremely large change. So if you're making a 1% change every day in a year, you've changed. I can't remember the exact percentage, but so start somewhere. And my advice is one, eat living foods, eat things that are alive. Like if you want to feel vibrant, eat live foods. I always say, if you want to be alive, eat live foods. That's the simplest way to put it. And one of my favorite sayings that a teacher said to me along my journey was the, the higher you eat from the ground, the longer you stay out of the ground. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And That's it just really right. sat with me like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. Like, so eating high vibrational food, things like fruits and berries and melons and greens and, and uncooked plants are, are one of the best ways to just add. So I like to focus on addition method versus subtraction. Mentally, when we look at things in a way of depletion, we set ourselves up for failure because it actually puts our body into a fight or flight scarcity mode, whether we're fully provided for or nourished or not. So really focusing on addition. So I say if you can change one thing about your diet, try eating fresh fruits until noon. Just that's it. Smoothie, fresh juice, as much fruit as you want. Don't count calories. Don't count portion sizes. I really believe in listening to your body's inner wisdom. And when you're eating whole foods and eating the right foods, you eat when you're hungry, you stop when you're full. If you're hungry 30 minutes later, you have more. And a big part of having a healthy weight and having the body feel good is having that safety piece and not that deprivation piece. So I personally eat a lot of fruit. I eat frequently. My body burns through that quickly. And if I go long periods of time without eating, that's when I notice my body get into that fight or flight state, feel more panicked. You also will convert your food to fat when you are eating from that deprivation state. So eat frequently, eat living foods. Those are my biggest things. And I like to focus on addition protocols. So maybe you look at what your average day is and you say, okay, well, instead of a bagel and coffee in the morning, I'm going to have a lemon water and fresh fruits. 
And then in the afternoon, if you normally have a chocolate bar at three o'clock, try an apple or a smoothie. And if you feel good, great. And if you still want that piece of chocolate, totally fine. But really focus on adding in lots of live foods uh, to your diet. So that's my dietary piece is living foods first, fresh foods first. And my winter tip is don't refrigerate your fruits. (laughs) They, They grow on trees. They don't need to be refrigerated. And so that cold factor can really come in when you're in a colder climate. So I also integrate for me personally, um, something that I do every day, and I don't know how the soil health is over there, but soil health in the United States, less than 1% of the soil is deemed nutrient dense. So it's really, really bad. And part of our cravings actually come from that cellular hunger. And so I do love to talk about, there's like seven types of hunger and we'll get into that today, but sometimes we have eye hunger, we have heart hunger, we have, you know, like actual cellular hunger and cellular hunger comes from depletion and malnourishment. So when our cells aren't actually getting what they need. So we have a little kind of rule of thumb in our house. Um, you know, before each meal, I actually start with fresh fruit or fresh juice or something or a big glass of water with citrus. And then I can see what I'm still hungry for. I also um, really focus on getting a micronutrient support in your body. So I do add a superfood, superfood shake to my life every day, sometimes twice a day, depending on how I'm feeling. And that's made a huge difference. So what I do is something that comes from organic regenerative agriculture practices, which is huge. So whenever you're choosing a supplementation, is it organic? Is it raw? Is it live? Um, The one I use is wind dehydrated, sprouted, non-GMO, kosher organic, and then it's ground from farm to compostable biodegradable bags. So it's really, really powerful. I add that into my lifestyle. So those are my dietary tips and tricks because when I started integrating micronutrient support, like superfood support, my cravings started going away. It was super weird. Like I would always crave dark chocolate at three o'clock. I mean, I'm, I'm personally a plant-based eater because that's what feels best in my body, but I would crave these little things. And I could tell like, you know, craving that sweetness or magnesium is really what you're depleted on. So looking at where am I not getting the proper levels of minerals. So that's been my, my favorite health tip is add in a good superfood support. And my second lifestyle tip is mindset is everything. I think it's the most important piece in your life. And I've done quite a few uh, calls and episodes on my YouTube channel on gut health and mental health, but they're completely interconnected. So 90% of your serotonin is actually made by your gut. So if you have poor gut health, it will be impossible for you to feel joy. So really focus on having a healthy gut, eating a really biodiverse diet, eat from healthy organic soil, eat root vegetables from a local farmer if you can, and get your hands in the dirt. And my biggest tip for staying connected is put your feet on the ground for three minutes a day. Just ground your circadian rhythm, get outside ground your body, connect with the earth, breathe fresh air, have lots of sunshine and laughter. And then I believe in the power of meditation and silence in the body, in the mind so, so much. So my personal rhythm is before my feet hit the floor, I have a hand on my heart and a hand on my belly and I close my eyes and I just get into gratitude right away. It's it's hard. Sometimes I have babies screaming at me and like my phone's blowing up and my habit wants to grab my phone and start working. 
but I know that it's like you first, then the rest. So you just have to take a moment to like calm your nervous system, bring in that gratitude for what is around you, what is abundant and what is joyful. Um, That's what I do every day before my feet hit the floor. And then I try to always do five minutes of breath work and at least 20 minutes of yoga to get my body moving. I love that. Everything you said, I'm like nodding along. Yes. <laughs> I'm always, a lot. Uh, just amazing. Um, what I love most about what you said is you do what feels good for you. And I loved how you mentioned that because you gave all these amazing tips, but then you obviously talked about being plant-based and said, that's what feels good for you. And I think that is so key. I think we often get so clouded by everything we see out there. And let's face it, the media has so many conflicting messages particularly when it comes to health and nutrition we have so many answers within us so actually just asking our body truly what it needs and just listening to that answer and often the answer is quite simple and it often is things like fruit or water and and you know or grounding or some sunlight or some rest and we don't listen to that enough we're always looking for quite a rigid plan of how to eat or how to move but I'm so into the power of intuition with that. And I can see that you really are as well. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, something that's taken time. So, you know, as our body chemistry changes, as our the bacteria in our body gets to the healthy side and the alkaline side of the fence, you can really tap deeper into that wisdom because you are listening to what the cells are asking for. Um, and that's a beautiful place to be. And so for me, and reversing autoimmunity and anti-inflammatory diet is best. Um, that's how I feel the most vibrant, the most alive. And so my encouragement to people when they're changing their lifestyle is to not really keep like a food diary. Like I eat this and this much um, cal- caloric, I don't count calories, I don't portion size whatsoever, but really to just reflect after each thing you ate, how it made you feel. Yeah. And so, you know, if you feel tired after a meal, that's a sign that the digestion is taking more energy from your body than it's giving you. So just really listening to that. Although our taste buds might like one thing, how does our body actually feel? And when you can get in that relationship of love, like self-love, um, and instead of like focusing on how it tastes, like I want to feel amazing in my body. And the best way that I can be of service to our community here and across the world, we're supporting hundreds of thousands of people at a time is to feel my best. And so that's, that's been what was the most helpful for me to actually permanently change my lifestyle is that reflection. Like, I know I want this piece of chocolate, but how do I actually feel after I have it? And a lot of times I don't feel better or I feel more anxious or I feel whatever it is. So um, just really getting into that intuitive eating and that really conscious connection and the correlation between what you're consuming and how it makes you feel. That's so interesting. And something which I really learned a lot about this year is how I'm a highly sensitive person. So I'd never come across that um, concept before, but I had a few people on my podcast that talked about highly sensitive people and empaths. And I have quite a similar story to you. I went through a chronic illness 19 years ago when I was um, 21 was diagnosed with ME, which again is an autoimmune disorder. And this is how I got into everything I do now through healing. But even now to this day, my body reacts so quickly to everything. So 
when I eat certain foods, I feel it. I either feel nourished and energized or I feel sluggish and tired very quickly. If I suddenly have too much stress in my day, it will affect my body really quickly. But then if I go and do some meditation or yoga, again, I'm affected positively and really quickly by that. So I've really learned to, to honor that and to really honor the fact that being a highly sensitive person and an empath can be a a real superpower as well. It can really allow you to, to use your intuition and your inner knowing to help yourself and other people. And as I listen to you, and obviously we're seeing each other on video here, and as I look at you, I really feel that perhaps you're also a highly sensitive person and an empath as well. Very much so. My husband always jokes, like, how can you feel that already? <laughs> like, like, I'll have one sip of something and I'm like, oh, that has sugar. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like we were Pretty just away. talking and I asked for fresh juice somewhere yeah. and I had one sip and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> how can you tell? I'm like, I can feel it instantly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what makes you so amazing at what you do for a job. But also sometimes I'm sure you're the same as me when you're having those down days, you think, oh, it's not fair. Why can't I just go and eat loads of junk food and not do yoga? <laughs> but most of the time it feels really good. I feel to be a, a highly sensitive person. Yeah. I think it's just your body's wisdom of saying like, we don't have space for that. And I try to look at it in the grateful way. Like one of my biggest tips is I am very empathic and I tend to, you know, we can get into that art of comparing and mm -hmm. comparison is totally the thief of joy. Everyone's heard that. And I did for many years be like, why can you eat that? And I can't, or, you know, I work out every day or I look at a cookie and I gain weight, you know, and that's just how my body is. But like the works of Byron Katie changed my life. I, you know, just, is this thought even true or how, you know, who would I be without this thought and how can I turn that around? And so that's a daily practice of mine when I'm in that headspace of like, well, it's not fair. I eat celery juice every day. And blah, 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 you know, <laughs> you can get into that. woe is me? Space. Yeah. And I look at it instead as like, I am so lucky and grateful that my body requires vibrant living for, for vitality. You know, my body is saying, no, we don't want that. So how lucky am I that I get to treat my body with ultimate self-care and listen to that and so that I can be a better gift to the world? Absolutely. And both of us went through that suffering for a reason to help other people to not suffer. And, you know, that that's something so beautiful and powerful in itself. Do you know anything about your astrology? Do you know your sun, moon or rising side? Just really interested. <laughs> well, I, I can't remember right offhand. I'm, I'm cancer. I know that. And I've had a huge astrology reading and I'm all fire. <laughs> oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. So I know that I have to look back at my reading, but I had this really in-depth reading and it was like I'm a huge fire sign and I came in when there was multiple planets like in motion and so one of my one of my chart readings was that I will be ahead of my time like a prophet that's ahead of my time and so my words oftentimes don't want to be heard like people aren't ready to receive the message that I have and so that will actually in turn result in an inner wound of people don't like me and I'm not being accepted which was a big a big part of me 
really owning this lifestyle and who I am is understanding my sign and understanding what my purpose is here. So I 100% agree with you. I believe that every single bit of my suffering and the five babies we, we said goodbye to, all of that was divine and purposeful and perfect. And it was so that I could help now. We've helped thousands of people across the world regenerate their health and reverse autoimmune conditions and get pregnant and so yeah, whenever you're in, you know, something that feels like your darkest moment is probably your biggest blessing. I agree completely. And you shared so many amazing tips with us today. And what I'd love to do just to finish is ask you to just share with us one tip for inner peace and feeling good. So if you could just choose one tip, what would it be? I, it's such a big question. Mm-hmm. One tip for inner peace is knowing that everything is purposeful and everything is perfect all the time. So I remind myself of that, but I would say there's one practice that I do actually pretty regularly (laughs) is for inner peace is knowing that you are safe, you are supported, you are loved, and you are enough. Every single day I repeat that. And those are like the biggest things is I'm safe, I'm supported, I'm loved, I'm enough. And what I do when my mind goes, starts to travel, or I feel like I'm not accomplishing something that I want is I actually bring my hands to my heart and I close my eyes and I ask myself three questions. So question number one is what do I want? And I get really clear on what it is that I want. And then question number two is why do I want it? And really that why is very important because we need to know that connection to the deeper drive, what's behind it. And then question number three is you don't really answer it, but you go there physically and emotionally in your mind is what if I had it? And so those are my tips to really staying connected with who I am and is asking myself those three questions when I feel a little chaos inside of my body is what do I want? Why do I want it? What if I had it? And then embracing how that feels. And then just reminding yourself that this is purposeful and perfect, that what I'm experiencing right now is purposeful and perfect. Amazing. Well, you're such an inspiration, not only as a mama of five children spanning the ages one to 19, but the amazing business empire that you've built up and also your own personal journey. I know that you will have helped and touched so many people with everything you shared with us today. So I know that people are going to want to get in contact with you, hear about more about what you do. So would you mind sharing your social media and your website? We'll also put that in the show notes as well. Absolutely. Yeah. My Instagram handle is just at Carrie Drinkwine and uh, CarrieDrinkwine.com is where you can find everything. It's just a landing page, but my, if you want to work with our clinic, it will connect you through to Wise Wellness is the name of my clinic and holistic practice. And if you want to learn more about being a regenerative health practitioner, it will be at the Institute of Regenerative Health.com, but you can find all of that through CarrieDrinkwine.com. It'll link you to everything. Thank you so much, Carrie. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today. Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. 
If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.